I've got something for you. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Roto Slappers Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Week three is in the books. We are kicking off week four. We are live right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, of course, and I am not alone. Um, He's back. His cold's over with. No more sicky. The one, the only... Big Texas, Blake. You're in Texas, look behind you. Because that's where the Rangers going to be. Welcome back, Blake. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Feels great to be back. That's good. Not sick no more. No more cough. Y'all feeling? It's all clear. Nah, not coughing like last week. I, small cough, but man... I, I can run through it. I can run through it. I'm going to push through, bro. <laughs> you got to watch. It's those dive bars, those sleazy dive bars, dude. That's what got oh, me. Oh, man, dude. That, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that benefit. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it for you. Nick, howdy, my man. How you doing, up? buddy? So, yeah. Good old, we got it, right? Week three's done. Uh, the state of uh, fantasy baseball still is a little mucky in certain areas. We could say not overall. Great. Uh, got a little bit better this week. A little, some normalcy kind of took place, but there's still some weird things going on, but we'll kick this one off. Uh, some injury notes here that we'll go through real quick. Hopefully some happy news here as we get into it. Well, there's some happy and some bad news. That means it's just kind of the way it goes. Good news to start. The uh, Rodan had a second CT scan on this ailing back. No structural issues. Uh, he's supposed to play. He played catch yesterday. No problems. Luis Severino threw another two innings of live batting practice today. Scheduled to throw another one on Thursday. So he is coming back. Michael Harris uh, passed his final test in live batting practice. He looks like he's going on rehab assignment now. Could be back for the weekend series. Uh, Rafael Iglesias threw live batting practice. He actually threw it to Michael Harris. So he's going to probably require multiple rehab appearances, but he's edging his way closer. Another good news, uh, Sandy Alcantara, the, bi- the bicep tendonitis. He's on track to make his start this Wednesday against the Braves. So we're getting better. You see, Blake? It's getting yeah, a yeah. little bit. The end's going to suck for you, but it's getting a little bit better. Justin Verlander, uh, the right terrace major strain, uh, through 43 pitches over three innings in a simulated game. He is on... Pay, he's scheduled to make his rehab start this Friday, which means uh, he could make his debut next week. So that's big. That's big news for all the people who drafted Justin Verlander. You get him back next week. Tim Anderson is also getting closer uh, to getting off the IEL. He's done everything basically, except not sure if he's going to need a rehab assignment or not. He's run fields. He's taking betting practice. He's done this. He's done that. Uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, actually yeah. taking BP now off another guy on the IL and Ranger Suarez. It looks like there too. So we'll see what happens there, but it looks like he's edging closer to get back. Even might not even need a rehab stint so far for him is what they're talking about. Yeah. Now uh, 
unfortunately we have some bad so now we're going to get into the bad just a little bit it's not the, the worst one probably for you and that's why i was joking about it is jordan alvarez sent back to houston with the back problem you're from houston so what's the word on that you got any news updates man what i heard was it was neck um, there you go neck there you go i knew it was something but i so what you're yeah. the astros expert so we need to go to the astros insider for the right astros Man. news so as the astros insider i'm going to tell you what the astros like to do is not tell you they they say they will lead you on these on man lance mccullers has been coming back for three years now that's <laughs> that's every year for and, him yeah and they they, they don't let you know how bad it is ever. I mean, a lot of teams do that, but the last couple seasons, the Astros have been really like uh, when uh, McCullers last year, when he uh, injured in the playoffs, um, they, they were talking like he, he was going to be right back. <laughs> He's still not back. So uh, fingers crossed, prayers up to Jordan, man. We got to have that guy. Got to have that guy, man. I'm telling yeah, he you, might not need um, no aisle stints, right? That's the hope. We don't want no yeah, no yeah, aisle stints yeah. here. They, they they give Jordan a lot of rest anyway, man. They know that they they know that <laughs> we ride on Jordan's back, man. That's good. So, so we'll hope for that one. Um, also, Logan O'Hoppy unfortunately needs surgery on a torn labrum. Ah, that one sucks. So he'll miss four to six months. Uh, Je- oh, another one that kind of really stings last week that happened to Jeffrey Springs. Unfortunately, if you have not heard, you probably know by now, though, will require Tommy John surgery and he'll miss the rest of the year. So, yeah, that one kind of sucks. So we'll f- those are that's it. All I got, though, that's all I got for the, the bad news, all news in general. Now, Making it's all sad. Yeah. The whole fucking season sad. Everything we thought about, like, the one thing I know is, like, in points leagues, I don't think there's enough starting pitchers. At this point, you're, you mm. need to find more. You need to trade for one. I think it, I mean, we're edging closer to that because you can't stream anything. They just get shelled. It's, it's a good segue into what I was going to talk about, and that's offense in general. Uh, you like I like to recap this because we're trying to keep tabs on the ball and the whole nine yards that go there. So, la- entering last night, league wide is hitting 248, 321 with a 723 OPS, 431 stolen bases. The home run to fly ball percent is 12.1, 31.2% hard hit rate. That's entering last night. In 2022, April, March, this is the whole month, though, 231, 307, 676 OPS, 303 stolen bases. They have smoked that one. Uh, home run to fly ball percent, 10%, so they're still 2% higher on that. Hard to hit rate, 29%, so they're higher on that. So the ball might be carrying more, but pitchers are still getting hit hard. That's not the ball. Exit velocity is not the ball. It's, it just isn't. So if you think, oh, the ball's juiced, every, that's not what it is. So the ball carries farther when it's juiced, but it's it doesn't do anything to the exit velocity coming off of it, if that makes sense. So yeah. that's up. Pitching's down. Offense is up. Obviously, stolen bases are up. The whole league's a 
a mess. I'm just kidding. It's not bad. It's fun. It just you prepare for one thing all off season. You draft one way and like you just get off to the slow start. And not all. I have some. Some of my teams are pretty doing awesome. Like and some my FBC fifth like so if NFBC fifties are like fifty dollar leagues on the national championship site. But like my offenses on those leagues are are on fire. I'm, I'm, it's those are road those are just roto leagues right so you know how you weight each one so but we talk about that more. offensively two. pitching bottom two so not not overly good i'd say my pitching is probably what's taking the biggest hit league-wide for me to this just thus far because of i was high i i got a lot of justin verlander so that didn't help it's because of where he was falling to although it, it does it sounds great to get him back next week I also got myself some Woodruff, and that one kind of leagues. So, not overly good. Like our league that we play in a point in the ESPN points league, I figured out at this point you really do need if you don't have a starting pitcher that puts up twenty two to like twenty five points for you, twenty five plus points each week, you're in trouble. That's yeah. that's just how it goes. I've tried different couple different methods, and I know everyone on my team's hurt, but still, it's just not going to work. You have to have starting pitching in order to yeah i finish every match three weeks in a row like down by 80 and that's probably where my starting pitchers would have made up that are all hurt right i got a crazy trade offer in that league uh and i couldn't i couldn't accept it because uh it 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 was just i mean as as awesome as the it was where'd it go man he he was offering me Aaron Judge and Vladimir Guerrero and J.D. Davis, but for my two top pitchers, Dylan Cease and Luis Castillo. What was Before it? Before I had uh, J.D. Davis, Aaron Judge, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. for Dylan Cease and Luis Castillo. I was considering it. I was like, man, even the fact that I have to consider that is crazy But because the pitchers get so many points in that league. Before I could uh, do anything – he he deleted that. He deleted it. <laughs> so, yeah that 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 one made me. One. I don't. Hmm. So you get Vlad. I don't. I'm good on JD Davis's stat cast numbers are up, but I'm okay. Who else? Vlad and Judge. Oh, and Judge. Okay, I knew I was missing one. Yeah, Vlad and Judge. So basically, he's a team with like no starting pitching. And he, I think he's even he's quickly learned that that route's not going to fly, and I probably need to change out from hitting to starting pitching. Like uh-huh. I've offered some trades, and none of them taken anything that are. You have to lose the trade regardless to get anything done in that league, especially if you want starting pitch. Huh. I, I considered it, man. I considered it, but uh, whenever I look back again, he had already deleted it. So, <laughs> well. With that being said, you know what it's time for, right? Yes, sir. Let's do it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got? Kick it off, baby. Get, keep the I got positive, it. I got keep it. Keep the positive vibes going early. Let's get so that. positive. 
I'm going to go with Major League Baseball in general. Major League Baseball in general, not fantasy, Major League Baseball in general. I got Pittsburgh Pirates, man. Looking good, buddy. Andrew McCutcheon coming through. Andrew McCutcheon, uh, they, what was it? the Pirates won how many in a row? I can't even remember now. All right, that, but, uh, man, they are looking good. Uh, the last 10, they're 8 and 2, 16 and 7 over, overall, and first place in the NL Central, tough division. Andrew McCutcheon already got four bombs. It's looking like the old Cutch, man. Maybe not still as many bases, but, man, that's sweet. That's sweet for Major League Baseball. That's sweet for the city of Pittsburgh, man. Fantasy-wise, the good. I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. Ronald Acuna Jr. Man is batting 374 with a 560 slugging. Has 12 stolen bases. He was mine and your number one going in. Uh, loving me some Acuna Jr., man. That's my good. That's my good. My good. I'll keep it going. I So I, I had the Pirates, too, so it's kind of funny. It's my baseball good. I kind of figured that was going to be a common theme for just the overall mm-hmm. baseball good. That's some good vibes coming in there out of Pittsburgh. Fun. Um, but I... F- Fantasy good is James Altman on the Dodgers so far. I could say that I got another guy we'll talk about a little bit later, but James Altman, 12% walk rate. The K rate's 29%, so it's a little bit high. And the 400 ISO is bananas. It's not going to be that high all, all the time. Uh, but this is a guy who hit 31 home runs in 2022 in the minor leagues. Obviously, the K rate was kind of high also in the minor leagues, but the ISO itself might not be all crazy and out of reach if he did hit 31 home runs last year so he does have some legit pop in him and if he's gonna walk even if he strikes out 29 percent of the time could be a pretty legit breakout in the fantasy baseball aspect and he was kind of i and the reason why i'm highlighting him as my good was because we thought he was almost he was kind of declining and going back into what we typically see is like oh yeah they started out pretty hot kind of mm-hmm. plateaued for a little bit but then he came back with those that multi-dong game and um so, yeah, James Altman off to a pretty good start this year. So I wanted to highlight him. So he's my good. Now let's just ruin some vibes on this. What you got on the bad? The bad. The bad. By the way, I had James Altman as an ad in week two. He was 40% on. <laughs> I just saw that on some side notes I had. But uh, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> this is going to be a running theme on bad. Royals batting. The Royals batting at one point last week, the lineup, the entire lineup, up and down, no batter was batting over 200. They were all below 200, one through nine. Right now, I mean, they, they got a couple – they went up a little bit, but uh, the team as a team, they're batting 211. That's, that's bad, <laughs> that's man. Bad. Uh, Bobby Wood Jr., I'm still high on. He's still got he's got four homers, five stolen bases. He's only batting 256, but he got a what was it, what was it? A two, I believe a 297 on base. That was always my not worry. Great. Not great. Uh, but I still I he could step up. He could step up. Uh, come on, Bobby. You can do this, man. 
Yeah, five so percent walk rate is what kind of kills me on him. That yeah, Bob, you got to get better than two fifty nine to have a five yeah, percent. Bobby's rate. not walking. That whole team ain't walking really. You know, you got Sal Perez on there too, but that's my bad for the MLB, right? Which you could drain that down to fantasy. But so my fantasy bad is MJ Melendez injured the lower back. Uh, this dude, I drafted him. He's a top one hundred pick. He has two home runs. One of them was yesterday. He's batting 178. I don't think I need to say anymore. That's not good. That's bad. That's not pretty for a top 100 pick. And uh, people were thinking he was going to be like, you know, the number two, number three, because you could put him at catcher in fantasy. Uh, not so far, bud. Not so far. <laughs> so that's about bad, man. My bad. I'll start with the MLB. My bad for MLB is the Oakland A's. Just overall bad. The Vegas A's, should I call them that now? So Oakland, right. basically, is that it? Is Oakland done having sports? It's the thing all around now, so that they're going to go to Vegas. I can't blame the – I feel bad for the fans who showed up. They're probably There's not many of them, but the diehard A's fans that – even if there's a thousand of them that would show up to a game, that's who I'll feel bad for. The rest of the city just didn't support them. I don't even think if they got in a stadium, they were going to support them anyways. I so Vegas, they'll probably do better, and they're going to get a, a brand new shiny stadium. It just sucks though, right? The in the state of the Oakland A's also, it's just bad. They're although I they're trotting out. I give them credit. They did bring up. We'll talk about a couple of guys they brought up in a little bit later on in the show, but mm -hmm. they did bring up some guys at this point. So maybe they're not going to fully take, mm. but it still sucks. The state of the Oakland A's is the bad so far, just bad vibes coming out of Oakland or the Vegas A's fantasy bad. I'm going to stay in California for my fantasy bad fantasy bad. Manny Machado is my fantasy bad so far because he was a top 15 pick probably 14, 13 pick for most. Uh, he's hitting 221, 253 OBP. He's got a 51 weighted runs created. and he, So it's like, okay, it's early, which it is early. And I do trust Manny Machado and he's probably going to pull out of it, but he's been all over the, he, just all over to start the season. The highest K rate of his career so far this year at 22%. That's not good. I think he has minus three fantasy points in a points league on standard ESPN score. That's he's just been bad. He's been a net negative every single game. So basically every matchup you've had, he's given you negative points, basically done nothing good for your fantasy team. So Manny Machado is the bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to get back to that to myself. <laughs> hey, man. So but, the ugly. Oh, I took your ugly. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, what you got, man? No, go ahead. Okay. Okay, the ugly, the ugly. All right, so um, I got I kind of got two uglies I'll, I'll run off with, man, because one was Oakland A's fans were actually going to do a reverse boycott. Did you see that? No. They were going to get as many people as they could to go to the game after they knew they were selling. Um, I don't know how it was work, how it was going to work or anything. I saw it on the interwebs, so – We'll see. But they were just going to get 
they were going to try to like fill the stadium after they're getting sold. I don't know what that proves. All I know is it's just an ugly situation over there, man. And uh, the other thing that was ugly about MLB is, all right, you cannot quote me on this, people, because I do not know how legit this is, but I did receive some info that MLB.com is being accused of illegally sharing personal data the last couple of years. So you can make a compensation claim, Google it. That's kind of ugly. Sharing personal data. Not a fan of that, but uh, you can make a compensation claim. Just Google it. So you like can pay. Said, that's interesting. That's, what, that's actually good info for everybody. Uh, don't quote me. Don't quote me. It was some kind of, uh, I can't remember if I got an email or just, I, I screenshot it. I haven't tried anything. But uh, my ugly, you know, stole it away, was Manny Machado. <sighs> Manny, Manny, Manny. So I drafted Manny. He was my second round pick. And like you said, Manny has one home run on the season. He has seven RBIs this season. Manny, for the last week, <laughs> in this last week, these last seven days, 24 at-bats. He had three hits. He scored one run. Zero extra base hits. He had a 125 average. Let's keep that going. 125 average, 125 on base, 125 slugging. That was for the last week. Manny, Manny, Manny. Ugly, bro. Man, that's, yeah, up, that's bro. not good. He, uh, he's just bad. Yeah, man. I know. I drafted <laughs> the guy. <laughs> Expert analysis just says he's been bad. Bad start of season. So that's throw all your analytics in the shitter. He's just been bad. <laughs> but yeah, my ugly, that's actually. The A's fans doing that it kind of cracks me up too. Which it'd be like 500 of them show up still. Yeah, right. At the game to do so. My ugly is I'm just gonna highlight them because it's I think it's the end of a career. Mm. For uh, this is my I'll do this is more my major league one, and I'll it's Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, who you we could pour one out for at this point. Boo! Ah, so sorry, buddy. He's done. Yeah, I minus sixteen fantasy points this past week. He, although that's not even my fantasy one, he has an ERA of ten twenty one on the season, and then he has the weird awkward yelling at Wilson Contreras moment that happens out there for, I don't even know what's going on in that thing. It's, it's like you, it's a, I don't know. I, it's a horrible, this is a horrible analogy. I should not say the old, it's like old yeller and I shouldn't say it, but you know where I'm going with it. Like the Arizona diamondbacks finally were like, all right, I think it's, I think it's, it's done. We owe you a lot of money, but I, there's no, there's nothing else we could do anymore. Like, we're taking you out back and letting you go. I'm sorry, buddy. Mm-hmm. Your your time has passed. Do you do you, his his postseason numbers? Like he was an ace, like oh, yeah. a true legit ace for I love a, good, bum, man. for a good five half decade. And motorcycle wreck, man. ATV, whatever he was on. Yeah, that definitely was the downfall. 
the downfall mm-hmm. of it all. But it's sad, and he's done. And I don't. Yeah. Someone might he, pick him up, but I, if someone who's tanking might pick him up, but he just looks toast. So I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I want to remember real quick. Was it you who sent me this, or somebody? Else? Maybe I just seen it somewhere. Uh, they had some an insider or something for a team was talking about that certain teams were talking about when Bumgarner was pitching, they were talking about um, his pitches, like as if a position player was pitching. Like it was as if a position player was pitching, not a real pitcher. That's how they were approaching. approaching Yeah. I was like, yeah, man. Cause I loved watching mad bum, man. He was so fun to watch, man. But uh, see you later, bro. Yeah. He, that's sad. And it's over. But you know what? The, right? The Diamondbacks are going to do the best thing they could possibly do. And they're going to they're gonna give everybody their wish. And they're going to bring up uh, Brandon Fott. Right? Mm. No. Well, they brought up, they brought no. up a guy. No, they didn't bring him up. So they brought up some other guy <laughs> I've never even heard of. And lovely. So, so all of you who just sat on the Brandon Fott, like, stashes waiting going oh yeah it's gotta happen mad bum's been bad it's gonna happen they go up and they bring up some guy that henry something henry or henry something is the name of the guy that they brought up so oh, that's man. fun and arizona's fun so it's like why aren't you bringing up yeah. like a good prospect yeah good jesus all right anyways speaking my my ugly for fantasy purposes is uh jeffrey springs tommy john so that's it he shall not coming back this season uh, probably back by the start of next year based on having it so early. Not sure it'll be slow out of the gate, but that one stings and that sucks to see. But you know, the baseball gods, uh, they'll take away, but then they'll, they'll give it a little bit. And that's kind of what I, I have notes here. Cause it's a perfect segue for kind of what took place tonight. Uh, Taj Bradley, tonight you you got a good look at him. He got to pitch against your shows, and I got to give Taj Bradley a lot of credit because it. I know they're down a couple bats, especially a very very pesky one, uh, two pesky two, in two. Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve. Who Jose Altuve actually is ahead of schedule too. I'll throw that little tidbit in there. So that's and Brant, so and Brant, Brantley will be back. Yeah, yeah. Um. Not as exciting to me as Jose Altuve, but oh no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, so he has that rough first inning, and then he settled in, and I I was impressed then with the rest of Taj's uh, performance there. The twenty, the tw- the CSW percent of twenty three, not overly great, but he did in ten only ten whiffs on eighty two pitches. But the cutter was working after he settled down, and that's a that's a tough environment to go in and play, especially for a rookie. He settled down, and you can you see the. You see the build that this kid kind of has in the rest of that game, and it, it's he's a bright one. The Rays, they the, the Rays have a factory. Yes, yeah, they are. <laughs> so yeah, is, I was man. impressed with Taz Bradley, but yeah, I figured I'd just throw that little little nugget in oh, there thanks. before we. Uh... He, <laughs> he was but, he was making them look ugly. But you know what that means? Yeah, I'm ready. You want to play a game? I, I, I want to play a game. Let's play a game, man.
You know what it is. We're going to play it. A little buy low, sell high. Where's that money at? So now we're going to go over some hot guys, some slow guys, and what do we do with them? <laughs> so we'll kick it off. By go we're going to kick it off with a guy who's fifth-ranked outfielder right now in uh, points leagues. Josh Lowe, Tampa Bay Rays. That is uh, – he's an interesting one. He was a top prospect for the Rays. Last year was supposed to be the big season for him. This is a guy who – he went in 111 games in 2021, 22 home runs, 26 stolen bases. He hit 291, 381 OBP uh, with a 142 weighted runs created in AAA. Obviously – he gets the call. He gets, I think he started the season with the Rays and he was just awful or he got called up early and he was awful. One of the two, but he's still at, he, once he got back down to triple a, he still finished the year. The K rate was kind of high, but he still hit 315. He had 14 home runs, 25 stolen bases in 80 games. So you, he's got it. Like it's a, he's, he's got the, the prospect background or stats at that for that matter. And he started the season off very, very well so far this year. He's only striking out 15% of the time, which would be the one thing we did worry about him. Uh, only walking 6.8% of the time. But, yeah, he's got a two. Obviously, he's not going to continue to carry a 205 weighted runs created. But he does have four homers and uh, four stolen bases, for that matter. So, with that being said, I'll ask you, Blake, what are you going to do with Josh Lowe? Are you buying it? Are you selling it? All right. This is going to be out of my norm, but I will buy Josh Lowe. Why I say out of my norm is I usually don't buy Tampa Bay. I mean, even though their hitters are legit, they just, unless it's Randy Rosarena, I'm not buying much on Tampa Bay or, I mean, <laughs> uh, Wander. But usually I, I just don't buy on Tampa Bay because – they, they they rotate players in and out so much, you know. They don't seem to be doing that as much this season. But I'm buying Josh Lowe. I think he has five stolen bases now. I think he stole another base today. And um, I think he has five. I, I could be wrong. Still before. I think he's going to go more stolen bases than we even think he's going to get, than, than projected, you know. I'm saying big breakout season for Josh Lowe. I'm buying right now. I, you know what? I'd have to, I'd sell if I could get something, something decent for him, depending on like a starting pitcher wise or uh, maybe out. Like if we're going to just trade outfielders, like we're going to go to the ranks now, the good, the, the, the tell all be all of, of the, of the rankings here. And I have to do a big rankings update tonight for this week, which I haven't done yet. I, I, get the, I did get the deuces out, but I will have a big rankings thing that probably goes live tonight. A pretty big update, too, because I got to move some guys up like Cody Bellinger, who's not going to be named on this show. But I did. Josh Lowe makes it because he wasn't in my top 300 until we did this. It was I was like, I have to see a week or two if something's not believable to me. I need to see a little bit more. But we're here. And he's here, and he's actually going to crack my 50 outfielders. So I agree. Like, I'd buy. I'd easily buy if I could get that. If I, somebody wants to sell him to me in that price range, 
oh yeah, then I'd buy. The only way I'm selling is if I'm getting like a top 120, 130 player back, right? I think that's the only way I would do it because I do kind of buy. I do. He just seeing pitching better. He just looked lost on his call up last year. And so far he does not look at. And obviously there's breakout potential and there's top, there's top 20 outfielder potential. And obviously he's ranked five to start the year. And I don't know, that's not going to hold, but there's still top 20 outfield potential in him. So I kind of agree with you on that one. So I would say buy also Josh Lowe. Cause yeah, 20, he's a 25, 25 threat. Next up is a guy that we both had as we ranked him fairly high, kind of had him as a breakout candidate. I didn't, I wouldn't say he's been bad this season because I don't think he has been. It's just, unfortunately what his team needs of him, he can't provide. And that's kind of the shitty part for him. Uh, in fantasy purposes that might actually play the same. So what his team needs from him is also what fantasy managers need from him, and you're just not getting it. So if you don't know who we're talking about, you know who we're talking about. Get You, you want to say the name? Mr. Andrew Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn. You got it. Like, that's – he he's not doing what we want him, what we said he had to do. He's just not – now his stat cast page is it's it's not horrible. His expecting batting average and slugging is is it's not great. He's 35 and 41 percentile on those, which I don't like. But he hits the ball hard. His, his biggest thing though is that is, is his launch angle and ground ball rate. And once again, he's hovering around 47.5% ground ball rate. He's not hitting the ball in the air. When he does hit the ball in the air, that ball flies like he has that bat in him he just doesn't do it i don't know if it's an approach thing with him anymore or or what but it's it's definitely a little concerning and i'm actually going to be moving him down a little bit in my first base rankings what do you think i'm gonna have to agree with you man uh, i'd say i hate to say it man because he has that potential there sell if possible I don't know how much you're going to get for Andrew Vaughn right now because he's not the biggest name. We had him, you know, a little bit higher than some others. Uh, he is getting on base. He is getting on base. He had, I think, like a five-game hit streak. Uh, he's hitting doubles. He's hitting doubles. I mean, there is popping that bat. Like you said, if he could lift the ball, I mean, if they could get him to lift the ball. Ball yeah, in the air, Andrew. The Good grief. They can get him to do that, uh, you know. But right now, I'm selling it if possible right now. If, yeah. you, if, you can get, if you can get something, you know, decent for Andrew right now, go for it. Given the cost of what I think each player might cost, possibly. I'm not saying it's going to be true in every league, but if I can get – I'd rather I'd rather buy high – Josh Lowe than I would on buying low on Andrew Vaughn. Like that's when I'm just skipping. If I have him, see what happens. If I can sell him, I, I do so. But he might just be. I tried to look at comps and I was like, eh, what who if like what who can he be? And I was <laughs> like, is he Eric Hosmer? So I was trying to look at numbers and like who are first basemen that can that hit okay just for no power. 
Mm-hmm. That's why Eric Hosmer came to mind, but I, he'd have to hit for a way higher average to even be Eric Hosmer. So yeah. we're chasing something that's even lower than an Eric Hosmer, which not good. Any, anyway, so, we'll move on. So you got that one. <laughs> something much better, something more happy, something more pleasurable in a, a brighter spot this season has been Yandy Diaz. Right? Yandy yes, Diaz. Sir. Sorry. Yandy Diaz has been, uh, I want to say Yandy Diaz because he's just been a dandy. Yandy's a dandy. That's kind of why I keep telling it in my head. It's just one of those things I do. I, you could tell me the name correctly, and my head's going to still say it wrong. Romeo, I know it's Romeo Dobbs and from the Green Bay Packers, but I'm gonna call him Romeo Dubes. There's nothing you can do to stop me from saying that. So yeah, uh, Yandy Diaz, he is on a he is off to a very hot start this year. He yes. is a guy. Here, let's just go through his stat cast page real quick because this is unbelievable. Average, average exit velocity, 97 percentile. Max exit velocity, 98 percentile. Hard hit, 95 percentile. His uh, expected woba. 98 percentile expected batting average 97 percentile expected slugging 91 percentile he's barreling 86 percentile k percent 91 76 on what he has a lot of red he's just slow and that's basically the the only thing bad on his thing and he's always been this way there's just a lot of he he always hits the ball hard yeah he's that just finally getting in the air there you go it's a see andrew vaughn was a perfect segue into this so Diaz's launch angle last season, 7.7, which is kind of around his career norm, 6.6, 7.9. This season, he's up to 13.8 on his launch angle. And then to top it all off, this is what we want Andrew Vaughn. This is just what we want Andrew Vaughn to do. His ground ball percent for career entering, if we, it was 50% last year, 52% uh, 2021. This year, 35% ground ball rate. He's up to a night. His fly ball percent jumped from 19.6 last year to 32.8. That hey, that's what his fly ball percent has done. So the ball is going up. The ball is going out and the power is there. And he's having a career year. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Now, here's the question now, because I, I, he's not cheap. So buying him is not going to be cheap anymore in the sense mm-hmm. of what Yandy uh, yeah, Yandy Diaz would cost, but do you sell high on the start with him? I sell high. I sell high. Uh, dude, first of all, that <laughs> that dude's ripped, man. That dude yeah, is, he is. <laughs> that dude is big, man. Like you said, he's finally hitting the ball in the air. Uh, maybe, maybe the White Sox could uh, just call up that hit their uh, their hitting coach and be like, "Hey, man, what'd you tell Yandy?" <laughs> just just let me know uh but uh i mean he's having a breakout i mean it, that is what it is uh he's a hot name though you could get something really good right now if you sell him high i feel like that that name is hot in fantasy league yandy he's doing big things people are watching the game they see how freaking yoked up this dude is and his name is just hot right now man you could you could I don't know what you could get, but I know you could get more than what he's worth, probably. Yeah, I, I've moved him up to – he'll be my number 13 third baseman when the rankings update comes out. That's just ahead of Jordan Walker uh, and Ty France. I still have – I still like you 
Wenio Suarez, so I haven't moved him down. I ha- I I know we're getting. I always give guys a month. If if it's a guy I really like, I always give him the full month. So I'm moving Diaz up to I think 13 third base is where he's gonna come out. Which is people are gonna say that's crazy. I would not take Diaz over Suarez all day, but I, it's it's it is still early. So would you take D if someone offered you Gunder Henderson for Diaz? Would you take Henderson rest of season? Nah, I'm sticking with Diaz rest of the season. See, that's why we do this because it's interesting because I do have Gunner still ranked higher. Uh, he's off to a very slow start, only hitting 183, only one home run. So, and I get it. There's the, the sophomore slump, so he's going to move down a little bit for me. But it's that's that's probably not the sell high though that you want out of Diaz. You want to go shoot higher than that, so. Man, yeah. I mean, if you could pack, if you could get a package with like, say, uh, Jordan Walker and somebody, I, I would go with it. And Jordan Walker and, a, and a, a decent pitcher, I would go with that. I mean, Yanni's name is hot. Jordan Walker's name was hot, but Yanni's yeah, name is hot. Yeah, there's some guys that I, I think you can. Like Charlie Morton is a name that I think of. I know pitching's tough to come by, but that's that's probably the threshold I I try to shoot to get a starting pitcher for him maybe at this point. Eh. But yeah, I I probably sell high also on Diaz, although it it does look like a legit breakout. Yeah. So you do what you can with it. Third base is thin. If you got a good third baseman, you just roll with it. You don't have to. I'm just not buying this one per se. So that's kind of how we're going to go on that one. All right, next up, we're going to stick to third base. This guy's not a breakout. It is more of a welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Matt Chapman is. Welcome back, oh, I gotta... welcome back. Welcome back. Is this live? <laughs> this is live, Funky Bunches. What's funky up, Funky one? Bunches? Hi, Funky. It is live. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but it is live. So, Man. yeah. Matt Chapman. There you go, Blake. There's a question for you. Juju Magami was a chance of going pro. <sighs> you know, most likely. He'll be pro soon. <laughs> Appreciate that, Funky. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, we're <laughs> I'm buying high on Juju. <laughs> oh, it set me off the rails on this one, but thank you, Blake, for answering that. Anyways, yeah. Matt, Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Chapman, he another guy. If we look at stat cast metrics, they're just through the roof, it's all red except K percent. I mean, it's 30 percent, 37 percentile. That's we're going to talk about right now actually is he i kind of did a little piece on him and we're going to talk i got to get it out on bloodlinenetwork.com i will get it out it is a believe it or not piece is kind of what we're calling it and it's breaking down some of these breakouts uh, so and i kind of said matt chapman is a top 100 pick already so it's kind of it's splitting hairs but if he's a top five first baseman that's in it is very relevant to this game and to his overall fantasy value. 
Again, another guy always hit the baseball hard. Uh, but the K percentage kind of, it shot up. He, when he was in Oakland, his K percent, 28.2, 23.7, 21.9. Then he gets to, um, Toronto and it kind of starts to just climb from there and it starts to go up into the thirties, even 27.4% last year, which was not horrible, but he did, he did have two 30% K rates entering that season. So then I started going back here. And what happened, though, in right now, he has a 24% K rate. So this is kind of where we just want it to stop. And in it. Because if he does it there, this is the he kind of can repeat the two best seasons he's had in weighted runs created uh, more balls in play, higher batting average, so on and so on. So then I did some more digging and it was like, okay, what is the visible difference? Obviously the zone contact is up over 80% this year. So it's higher than it was last year. He's hitting more balls. He's actually, he, he spent the off season trying to tweak the swing to be more like the Oakland swing. And he's gone back to something that he, in how he used to swing the baseball when he was in Oakland. And so far it's paying off. The K rate was at, it was at 22% on when I wrote this tonight. This was like Friday night, maybe. So it's it has gone up 2%. So it's something I got to monitor because he did have a, a 3K game. So we need to see yeah. if, if if that sticks. But there's this is for me, and we and it, he was just in a trade that we talked about, that I talked about on the show that you were sick on last week, where mm-hmm. he the guy the guy gave up Shane Bieber, a, a top 50 pick especially in a points league, we get Matt Chapman. So it was interesting to see that. So what do you have him buy low, sell high? Are you going to, I obviously can't buy low. I mean, are you going to sell high or are you going to, are you buying Matt Chapman? I'm buying Matt Chapman, man. I'm all in on Matt Chapman right now. He's a, it's a contract year. Uh, He, he did this last week. I think it was two games in a row. He had a couple offers. He said he had a few strikeouts that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's got bats all around him. He's going to be putting up runs. I mean, uh, I'm I'm in on Matt Chapman, man. I, I feel that contract year is really speaking to him right now. And Toronto's just good, I mean, with the bats. So I'm in on him, man. I'm, I'm buying him. I don't know if I'm going, like, super high, but I'm, I'm, I'm buying, you know, slightly high. I think if you believe it, you go for it. You just buy yeah. in and you say, I'm taking it. That's that's what what's what it boils down to. And that's kind of what I would I'd say if you if, if the K rate stays down and you think it's gonna stay down and you think he's gonna because he's gonna hit a lot of home runs. He's gonna score some runs, he's gonna drive in a lot of runs. And we the one thing that we know about him also is he's he is gonna walk. Like as a guy with almost a ten percent walk rate, his career is ten point six percent. Um so yeah. Or eight point four, close to ten percent. I'm looking at. It, I'm trying to. I don't have the number in front of me. But either way, yeah. So if you, it depends on what I can get him for. Again, I don't know if I would have done Shane Bieber <laughs> to get him. I wouldn't have started there. But Shane Bieber's and we can't talk. We could talk about him, but he's not on this game because he's not really super good and he's not really bad. So it doesn't really fit the narrative. But his stack cast doesn't look great either. I don't. He's just reinventing himself into like this guy who does everything he can out there and just changes up what he does every single week. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's a sell high on, he is a good he's pitcher, smart. but I do Hard worry pitch. when I don't know how long you can hang on. 
that's that's just my thing. One day it'll all yeah. fall apart because he just doesn't have the stuff that he had. But yeah, moving on. Now we're gonna go to Chicago. Here it is. Eloy Jimenez. I was super high on him. You liked him, and it's mm-hmm. been an awful start to the season. Yes, it has been an awful start. I'm sorry, man. You kind of tripped me up with that Matt Chapman. I was just thinking, why didn't I draft Matt Chapman instead of Manny? Anyway, back to Eloy. <laughs> no, no, no. It would have saved you 100 picks because you could have got him. Yeah, you could have got him way lower, man. Anyway, back to Eloy. Yeah. So, Eloy, people are panicking and freaking out. And his the injury thing is always rough with him. And he got hurt already in the, in the first week of the season. So, that's concerning. But we see... But we see a, we saw him kind of come to life the past few games. He could he could a couple home runs right in Tampa Bay, and I got some numbers here. I always got numbers, you know that. So I got something mm-hmm. for every guy that we're gonna talk about. It's it. Eloy has such a small sample that it's not fair to even use this, but we're gonna use it because that's what I got in front of me, and that's all I could go with with a guy like him. He's missed a lot of the first half of every season he's played in with some kind of injury. But I also just think Eloy doesn't like cold because he came to life once he hit the indoors of the, the of Tropicana or the trap. That's a good point. Very yep. nice. So Eloy Jimenez career OPS by month. And again, albeit very small sample size due to injuries. March, April OPS 610 in his career. May 643. Not good. So his OPS the first few months of the season have been bad. June, 942 career OPS. July, 718. Those two have very small sample sizes also, so it could vary a little bit, but he does get a little bit better. And then the second half we have the most when it's his August career OPS, 881. September OPS career, 863. So he is absolutely a buy low for me in any format that I know the socks stink, but he seems to be accepting DH. He might have to play a little right field because of the Jake Berger thing. So he's going to play enough regardless of maintaining outfield eligibility next year for dynasty leagues, keeper leagues. So that's good. I'm guessing, but yeah, for me, of course, buy buy low. If you can get him for cheaper than what his draft ADP was, I'm buying low on Eloy Jimenez. I think when it warms up, he warms up. Some of these guys hate the cold, and they don't like standing out there when it's raining and snowing and 48 degrees. And I, I think this is one of them. You can see he just didn't – he looked miserable. So I'm buying Eloy because I think he, the bat heats up as the temperature heats up. Oh, man. It's crazy <laughs> we're agreeing on so much, man. <laughs> we're agreeing on – I'm buying Eloy as well, man. If you – I feel like – uh People are so down on Eloy right now. You can get him at a good price, man. Yeah, you can that's get what him I'm at saying. Price. I still have the faith in Eloy, man. That's actually the White Sox I was thinking of that had the five-game hit streak. Uh, Andrew Vaughn might have had a three-game hit streak or something, but Eloy had a five-game hit streak. Now that I look back at it, but uh, man, Eloy, he, he still crushes the ball. I mean, that's a, that's a fact. He crushes the ball, and <laughs> as long as he stays healthy. He's going to have every single chance in the world just to put up numbers, and I think he can do it. I Man, he people are down on him right now. Go out there, grab him, buy him. Bye, bye, bye. 
Yeah, he's looked lost at the plate up there. Show just send your league made some of the at bats that he's had. Yeah, at home early on in the season. Send a video. Because <laughs> <laughs> his max exit velocity still this year when he's connected is one hundred and one twelve point three. So it's there. It's not like he's he doesn't crush the ball when he gets a hold of one. So I agree with you on that one. What's up, Dominic? Howdy, my man. Thanks for tuning in. What's up, All right. Dom? Next on the list, we're going to stay in Chicago. And a pitcher who is on fire, to be honest. He off to a really good start, putting mm-hmm. up fantasy points left and right. He's kind of uh, anchoring. Well, that Chicago rotation has been fairly good so far. With Stroman, he's yeah. even off to a decent start this year. But the guy I want to talk about is Justin Steele. Mm-hmm. Justin Steele, he, another guy, if we look at his stat cast, everything but his fastball velocity is all like pink or red on his thing, which is pretty damn good. His hard hit rate is down to 25.8%. That is literally top 9% of all of Major League Baseball. Strikeout percent, 25.3%. Uh, 8.4 walk rate. It's obviously ERA is 144. That ain't going to stick, but his expected ERA is still 318. So that's respectable. And his exit velocity is top 10% of the league. So they're obviously not hitting the ball hard on him. And he's, he's up. Let's see. His velocity is down a little bit, which is kind of, it's kind of crazy, but slider usage is up. He's throwing the slider just a tad more than he was before, and it's having enormous effects. Uh, Hitters are only hitting 061 off his slider with an expected batting average of 181. So yeah, that's he's he's and he's getting a 33% whiff rate on that slider as well. So so that's pretty good. He's been a. So what do you think? Before I keep going, go ahead. I man, uh, I gotta be honest. I was a little stuck on this one, but. I'll put it like this. If you have a Cubs fan in your league, sell high. Ivan, what's going on, man? Uh, Yeah, if you have a Cubs fan in your league, sell high. Um, If you don't have any Cubs fans in your league, you might be able to buy low on this guy. I'm I'm a a, – okay, let me go over some things, and maybe I'll talk myself into what I want to do. he seems to be getting over the walks. He he had uh, some walk trouble. I, I know in his first game, at least, he had like four or five walks. Uh, he's in a tough division. He's beaten some good teams. My thing is, when when these teams start seeing him the second or third time through, around in the season, you know, not, I'm not I'm not talking in a game because obviously he's beaten these. I mean, who, who he beat St. Louis, I believe. I can't remember now. But anyway, he uh, – I'm just thinking, you know, later on in the season when he's facing these tough teams, you know, and these same teams again in that NL Central, is he going to be able – are they going to get a read on him? Is he going to be doing this? I mean, is he, like you said, his velocity is a little down. So if I can sell high, yeah, I'm selling high. That if I can sell high, I'm selling high. Even though pitching is thin, but if I can sell high, I can sell. I, I, I will. 
I, I need to know if he's due. Like, I need to. Sometimes Statcast labels a pitch as something, but it's not that. Like, because I'm looking at this, and this was the the concerning thing to me. If it's true, is he's a two pitch pitcher. He's sixty percent. He's of the time he's throwing a four seam fastball, getting twenty four point three percent whiff rate on that. Mm. Okay. Great, but better than he did last year. But then sliders, 35.9% of the time. And other than that, he's thrown a curveball 1.6%. Only six curveballs so far this year. Only six sinkers. Only two change-ups. So he's really been a two-pitch pitcher. And a two-pitch, just relying on two pitches all season is not going to work. It just doesn't. you got to have a third pitch to be a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. So I just don't know if StatCast is labeling something as all sliders. Maybe he's varying the slider. Like, I know Patrick Corbin defied all odds and threw, like, four different versions of a slider. That's when he – but it caught up to him eventually. But he that's what he did is he threw the slider, different arm slots, different arm angles. I'd have to dig deeper in there to see if he's doing that. But, he, yeah, he's getting weak contact, and he's a lot of ground balls, 58% ground ball rate, only 17% fly ball rate. But the two-pitch thing kind of does – worry me mm. if that's what it turns out to be so yeah i might sell on justin Steele also he could just have a year though where he it's, he has a career year because of the, the start that he's having and pitching is such a crap show that who knows but i, I kind of agree with you on that so yeah so high now we go from one guy who's figured out his walk issue to a guy who has not figured out the walk <laughs> issue uh <laughs> I don't think he's ever really figured out the walk issue. If you want to be real with each other here, uh, 11 percentile in walk rate this year, he is walking 15% of the batters that he faces. Somehow that's not even in like the bottom five of the league. That's just how kind of reckless pitching has been, but it's Blake Snell. Yeah. Yeah. Hard hit rates up 46.2%. He's walking 15% of the batters he's faced that uh, faces his expected ERA is 686. His strikeout rate, obviously, because he's walking so many guys, he's not getting the K's that he used to get. So that's down to 24.4%. But yeah, not a it's not his stat cast looks awful. But what do you think of uh Blake Snell? Is this a good buy low moment to go snag Blake Snell? Yes, I absolutely believe you should buy Blake Snell low right now. A lot of people might not sell him low just because of the name, but he has been facing tough teams in Atlanta and the Mets. He started off slow last year. Uh, I think he's he's pitching tomorrow, I believe, against the Cubs. Uh, but he started off slow. I, I don't think that um, I don't think that the numbers. I'd have to. You know the numbers better than me, but I, I don't think he's getting hit as hard as I think he's got like a six ERA right now, man. I don't think he's really getting smashed like that, man. Uh, well, I would buy low. Oh, not really. I'd say he's getting hit fairly. It's he's not league worse, but his his average exit velocity off him is ninety one point two, so it's nothing to write mm. home. It's not great. No, not great. I'm buying low on Snell if you can. Uh, Pitching thin, like we talked about. Uh, like I said, the hope is just like last season. He uh, had a slow start, came back strong. 
Yeah. He. Another guy, not really a ball pitcher to begin with, but he's he's it. The fastball seems to be the issue because he's getting a 57 and 54 percent whiff rate on a slider and curveball, which is above his norm and above last year. It's just his his fastball is getting absolutely tattooed. 404 batting average with an 809 slugging off the fastball. His secondary is nobody's can touch. So all the damage is coming off the fastball, which which tells me he so he threw a slider 24% of the time last year. He's only throwing it 17% of the time this year. He didn't throw a changeup at all really last year. And he's I see he's trying to incorporate it with 11% this year. I just wonder if he just doesn't have a feel for the slider maybe yet. And he's just not getting it to work as well as he wants to. But his fastball velocity down a tick, but a not mile per hour also should be noted. So that's not going to help. 95.8 last year, 94.5. few starts in that should start to come up, or I'll have to see if that's something that's going to drop off. But it seems yeah, to be the watch fastball. Watching tomorrow. Watching tomorrow against them Cubs. His heat map on the fastball is not great. So it can't be. They're hitting 404 off of him. Yeah. So I wonder if he's just not. He can't locate the fastball either. It's kind of like, remember the, the Sandy Alcantara thing? I don't, did you watch the show last week? I talked about that. Mm-hmm. He, oh, yeah, yeah, missed, yeah. Yeah. So he missed two, basically got clobbered in that Arizona start because he, those two pitches, first pitches up, middle in, got crushed. And Corbin Carroll mm-hmm. had one out. And My might be the, that might could be the, could be the issue with him too. It's a, look, it's the same thing to me as I say with Chris Sale. Like he's going to get whiffs, and he's going to strike a lot of guys out by the time the end of the year is done. So now it could be a decent buy low opportunity to go get yourself Blake Snell. He just if he's going to be if he's the, with Blake Snell, the thing is walks. It always has been walks. Like last year, he had he got, he caught the walk rate down to nine point five percent, and it finished out well for him. We, if he can keep that under ten percent, we've seen it go well. But 12 percent. That's what we don't want. So if those walks continue. I'm probably just going to shy away from Blake Snow. Next, this one, it's getting hard to say, like, it's early season, because even though he was so good last year in the second half, as we'll, uh, Lance Lynn, as we'll try to quickly fly through these now. Buy low, so high, Lance Lynn. I'm buying low only because, like I said, pitching so shallow, Lance Lynn has a a track record that I I'm like, and man, one of these white Sox pitchers has to, has to start being on track. And I think it might be Lynn. Yeah. So his velocity is all right in line. He hasn't lost anything on his velocity. He did start off slow last year. I know he had the knee problem, which I kind of accustomed that to wound up an all-star. And then, yeah, I mean, he, he bounced back with an, an insanely really good um, second half. His, the spins there on the fastball, the K rate still there. He has an ERA of 7.59, expected ERA of 6.09. When you have an ERA of 7.09, I don't expect the, the expected ERA to be that good. But huh. yeah, it's. You could get him pretty cheap right now. I'd go for him. That's me. Yeah, That's I me. think his track record's long enough to where I'd say he's also a. A buy low for me. I'm not too even. Another rough, just a rough go. Having to, like Tampa and Toronto, it's a it's a tough stretch for the Sox, especially yeah. if you're struggling. 
we'll we're just going to skip one of them because I want to speed this up. But the one guy I want to talk about is uh, Johan Oviedo. Johan Oviedo has kind of just blasted on the scene here. Uh, and starting to look a little legit, I guess we could say. I don't know. It's, uh, it's something I, I'm not. I'm, he's he's going to move. He's moving into my ranks. So that's another guy that's it's going to move in. I had a hard time figuring out where I'm going to put him when I put him in these ranks, but he is going to move in. Um, he is another guy, another stat cast darling who a lot of red, a lot of, uh, a lot of dark red on his thing. 24% K rate, hard hit rates, only 37% in his walk rates, only 7.8%. His expected ERA is two, seven, five. So that's fantastic. He is a guy who throws his slider more than he throws any other pitch. It's working for him. Uh, he Last year, for instance, he threw his four-seam fastball 43% of the time. He's down to 31.9% on the four-seam fastball this year, which has gotten hit fairly hard. His expected slugging on the four-seam fastball is 664, so that's something to keep in mind. However, the slider is working, and the slider worked last year. And he's he, so he's becoming a very slider heavy pitcher is what he's he's doing. He does have more than two pitches at least, and he does throw the curveball twenty one percent of the time. So yeah, Johan Oviedo. All right, I'm buying just because it's Johan. You like, yeah, I know Johan Santana. I like that too. Yeah, no, but no, he. Uh, I say buy low if you can. I mean, uh, he. Uh, he has wins at Colorado. I mean, at Colorado. St. Timmy, Louis. how you doing, buddy? What's up, Tim? <laughs> and uh, I get he beat he beat your White Sox. I mean, and that's not they they did not hit good off of him. And White Sox can't hit. I mean, yeah, no. Hey, look, he's been good. He's been he lots and lots of sliders. And he threw 40% sliders last year, too. But he's incorporated a curveball, which is so far his early results. And if, if that can that can be true. And he doesn't have to go to, like, 50% slider, 60% slider. Then I kind of buy it also. Like, if the state of the way state of pitching is in seems like a gem right now. I mean, the, since I never heard of him, if I can get something really, really good from him, I'm selling. They're, that's just the kind of guy that he is. But somebody that has him is going to drop him because they think he's, like, some two-start pitcher for the week or something or they're not buying it yeah i i throw a couple offers out and see what i can pull on johanna oviedo i'm not all there yet you're a little bit more than me i can tell i'm trying to you were, i'm trying to sell myself on it as i sit here <laughs> and like i got the two things on my shoulder but i'm not all there yet yeah, yeah. i gotta see i want to see how the, the the pitch type keeps continuing a little bit <clears throat> and if that fastball usage goes up as we go because he does throw hard 96 but it's kind of it's not a good fastball. So just because you throw hard doesn't always make it a good fastball. But yeah, so I'm not all quite there. But you say go ahead. You're buying it. So go I'm buy Johan Oviedo. That's yeah, fine. That works. I said so. Do, Do it you got any guys that you want to talk about to go to go buy? Give, give uh, the people nah, No? No, nah, I didn't. I, I didn't uh, put any down, but uh, I, I, I'll say it again. Go buy uh, Chapman and Eloy. That's good. 
I, I had one just in case that I kind of wanted to highlight. He, cause he, I, uh, I can't really call him a waiver wire play. I guess I could have called him a waiver wire play. I don't know what I can, I can make the rules up. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right. <laughs> That's nice. what I can do. But, uh, yeah, the one guy I, I kind of go by because there's two, but like I said, I'm going to count one for waivers and we'll talk about that in a second. But one of the guys I would go by is uh, in a points league. That is. So this is a points league guy is Miguel Vargas, the second baseman for the Dodgers. They're one of their top rookies. He was the, it's gone down a little bit, but he was hitting the ball decently hard for a little while there, but uh, expected batting average is uh 281 it's a guy who walks 17.9 percent of the time right now and only strikes out 20 percent of the time so he's seeing the ball well he the max exit velocity 108.1 not it's, it's only about a mile per hour under where it kind of needs to be so this is that's the guy i would probably prioritize to go out and trade because i think based on what we the underlying metrics or the not the metrics but the underlying stats that we've seen so far guys might be getting tired of him and i think by the end of the year a guy like miguel vargas who has the plate discipline that he's showing is going to have a pretty decent season a points lead because he walks doesn't strike out and i think he's going to hit for a decent average i think like a 270 hitter so he'll walk a ton uh which means his oh his on base percentage is going to be there too so it's expected wool but 375 so yeah that's the guy I would focus. I go by is Miguel Vargas. Waivers. You want to give the people some waivers? I got a few ads. Uh, batting wise, I, my ads are all outfielders. By the way, batting wise, uh, that's fine. Joey Gallo, Minnesota outfielder. He's eleven percent owned in ESPN. Um, everybody was always scared to draft Joey Gallo because. We all know the story. Joey Gallo is, is going to have a low batting average. I would, man, outfield, you're always going to need outfield. If Joey Gallo stays healthy, he's going to hit 40-plus home runs, okay, if he stays healthy. And uh, he's, I mean, points league, he's not doing bad this year. Um, I have him. <laughs> uh, another guy I got, Ad, in the outfield, Uh Man, I don't remember the percentage he was owned, but it is Brian Brian De La Cruz, outfielder for Miami Marlins. Last year he was known as a sleeper, not so much this year. But he is, it was a little worrisome because we didn't know at the beginning of the season if he was going to be an everyday outfielder. He is the everyday outfielder in Miami now. Uh, he's batting 314, slugging 471. He had a couple offers the last two days, but the potential's right there. It's great. Uh, don't be late. Go ahead and grab him. Um, my last ad, and uh, hitting-wise, is deeper leagues. I mean, it don't even have to be that deep, but the reason I say deeper leagues is he he usually sits against lefties, but it's uh, Jack Sawinski of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's 4.8% owned. Uh, he's got the second-highest slugging percentage against righties right now. This is a sophomore breakout. Uh, I, that's what I'm calling it. Um, he he has a couple stolen bases. Um, he's not the fastest guy, but he can get some stolen bases, right? 
Um, pitching wise, do you want me to go ahead and do my pitches or? Yeah, go ahead, do them all. Let okay. it rip. Pitching wise, and this I, I could have done this as my ugly uh, fantasy wise because I messed up. I, I I picked this guy up yesterday, but I had a guy on the IR, so who was off the IR, and so it didn't let me add him yesterday. It was Logan Allen. I I lost. I lost yesterday in our league by four points. Logan Allen would have got me 20. Oh, anyway, 5.3% owned, starting pitcher for the Cleveland uh, Guardians, and uh, that was difficult to say, Cleveland Guardians. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, they just brought him up. There, There's no guarantee he's going to stay up. But, I mean, if he pitches like he did yesterday, and he was rolling in AAA. He had a 126 ERA and three starts in AAA. I mean, yesterday was against Miami, but he had 17 whiffs against Miami. I mean, that's it doesn't matter who you're facing. You could be facing the Oakland A's. You get 17 whiffs. That's uh, that, that's some good pitching there, man. Uh, another guy, a little bit older than Logan Allen. I'm going Drew Smiley for the Cubs. He's only 7.78% owned. Three good starts in a row. Uh, last season ended strong with the 2.28 ERA in his last nine starts, and plus he went into the eighth inning the other day with a no hitter uh, against the Dodgers. That helps. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the catcher, I can't think of his name now. All of a sudden, um, but uh, he, he, if you saw the play, he kind of screwed up that no hitter, and then in the uh, interview afterwards, he went into the, uh, you know. Whenever he's getting interviewed, he wore a football helmet. But anyway, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Last but not least, uh, he's owned a little bit more. He's owning 22.79% of ESPN is Eduardo Rodriguez, starting pitcher Detroit Tigers. Don't forget, this dude's only 30 years old. Talk about a bounce back. In 2019, he had 19 wins with 213 strikeouts when he was playing for Boston, okay? He's had two strong starts in a row. I say go ahead and go get him if you can. Pitching is not that deep, and, you know, he's not going to get that many wins with the Tigers, but his other uh, his other metrics, will, he'll get you some stuff, man. Go ahead and go grab him if you can. That are That is that are, that is my uh, waiver wire pickups right there. That's good. I won't keep people. I got – you can go read the waiver wire article that uh, I'm releasing here in a day. It should still be very relevant. Uh, but I will add a couple guys in just for shits and giggles. I'll start with closers. Same AJ Puck is a guy. Looks like that job's nailed down. He's only, I think I saw 13% owned still in ESPN leagues, which is kind of wild. So, yeah, that's a guy that I'd go get. Uh, Daniel Bard on Colorado's back. He looked pretty sharp so far this year. He looked pretty sharp in AAA. So that's a guy I'd also go get if you're looking for closer help. Starting pitcher-wise, you said quite a few, a couple guys that I like. Uh, Obviously, though, the one I'd prioritize over anything is Mason Miller. That would probably be my number one ad from the Oakland A's. I don't know how long it's going to last because I think I said this. I I made a little post about it, but yeah. He only has 28 minor league innings in like three seasons because of injuries and such. But he had that last start before they called him up, and it was five innings, 64 pitches, 11 Ks, 20 whiffs, 42 CSW percent with a fastball of 101. 
and he gets he comes up, he faces the Cubs. It's a it's it's an okay start. I have uh, I thought I had it somewhere here. I probably do. I don't know where it went, but yeah, there you go. Mason Miller. So he had a 27%, the 20 uh, CSW percentage of 27 against the Cubs, uh, 10 whiffs on 81 pitches. That's, that's not bad for your debut. His fastball did top out, uh, at a hundred miles per hour. So I don't know how long he's going to last. Like I said, but I'd prioritize him because I think there's a guy, um, there's, there's a couple accounts on Twitter that have called him this year, Spencer Strider. And his stuff is probably the only one that compares to Spencer Strider. So that's, I don't know how long it's going to last. I mean, I think no one does. It's a wild card, but on a per inning basis, he's probably a must own pitcher because he has better stuff than anyone that's available out there. It's just a wild card, but pitching has been so bad. I, I would take that gamble on him. Uh, also it's, I'm going to rant real quick on this guy because I just don't get, this needs to go up much higher. 39.4% rostered still is, to, is, is Taj Bradley. What are we doing? Like, pitching's been so bad, there, there's no way that that should not be higher. Taj Bradley should be 90% rostered. Jeffrey Springs is out for the year. Taj Bradley has a chance to stay in that rotation for the season. And this is after tonight's start. MLB leaders in K-to-walk ratio in minimum three starts. Jacob DeGrom... Leads at 39.2%. Jeffrey Springs was second until he got hurt at 36.4%. Taj Bradley is third at 35%. Spencer Strider, 32%. Zach Gallon, 28.2%. Like, that's K to walk is a Taj Bradley. That means he's in control. So go get Taj Bradley. I don't know what we're doing. He needs to be. You better be on, guys. I get that in deep leagues, he's not around, but all these shallow leagues, he should be around. Uh, you said some hitters. I'll just add my, my, this is, I always, this is like my, my sleeper ad of the week. And we don't have a whole bunch of rookies to talk about that got called up because they all got called up last week. But this was a guy, I'm going to give you credit, Blake, because this is a guy that you, you had on a, I think you, a sleeper. You called him a few weeks ago, or you you talked about him. But this is the guy that I would add for outfield over anyone and just let it ride this point. It's Alec Thomas of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He just go look at his StatCats page, and then you'll thank me later when you go look at it. He is absolutely crushing the ball when he hits it. Luck has not been his is just on his side so far this year. But as we know, that evens up at his exit velocity his average exit velocity is 91 miles per hour. Um, launch angle is 10.2 hard hit rate is 50%. His expected batting average is 291 and his expected slugging is 482 expected Woba is 361 doesn't strike out a whole lot. He's walking 7% of the time. He'll steal you some bases. If he just continues to do what he's due, everything is going to change for Alec Thomas moving forward, and the numbers are going to show for it. So Alec Thomas is the guy that I would prioritize there in the outfield. That's nice but I'll just add nice. a couple ones. That's it. That's, that's all I got. I got a couple other ones that 
I'll add in the in the waiver wire column. And as usual, you could you'll see the rankings update. You can go find that. You can go find the deuces, the two start pitching report, the whole nine yards. You can see that all at bloodlinenetwork.com. So go mosey on over there after this podcast. Well, well, no. First, what you need to do is you need to look below and you gotta subscribe. Then you got to subscribe to the Bloodline Network. That's what you got to do first. Right now. Then you got to watch another show. So then you got to watch a couple other. And then you, then you, before you know it, it's like binge watching on Netflix. You're just going to start watching all these shows that are all the great shows that are on the Bloodline Network. Then when you get bored at like three in the morning and have nothing to do, then you mosey on over to BloodlineNetwork.com and you start reading all of the articles that I post. And I thank you to all of those who do read them. I appreciate it or use them for that matter. Uh, funky bunches. I don't know if Juju is going to make my top 300, so I apologize for that. Maybe he will one day, but right now he he's 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 not gonna he's not gonna cut it. But Blake, you you got a surprise for these people. Do you want to tell them about it or no? Oh, ah, yeah. Actually, I did forget. <laughs> I did forget. Um, so we got some likes, and I finally got a Twitter account. I finally did it. Jumped into the deep end. Um, now I got to remember what it is. It is. Uh, so this is this is great because only you could create a Twitter and then yeah, and then forget yeah, what the Twitter yeah, handle it is. It is uh, Big TX, like Big Texas Baseball. Big TX Baseball. So big finally TX. at Big TX Baseball. Haven't tweeted much yet. I've uh, retweeted a couple things. I, I gotta figure it all out. You, you gotta know? put it in your name so people can read it. That's what we gotta do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll do that. I'll baby do that, steps, yeah. guys. Baby steps. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're trying, man. Ken Burns over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find me at Streetsathon on Twitter, and once again, you can find all of the stuff. You can find all of the content that I write, for that matter, on BloodlineNetwork.com, and you can find all of the shows on uh, the Bloodline Network. YouTube page. Blake, let's have a good week. Stay healthy this week. Let's have no more injuries. I want to have a positive week five show. No more bullshit going on. This is this is where we turn the page, even though I'm having an awful day in fantasy right now. This is where we turn <laughs> the page, and it's going to be all positive vibes next week. So all of you who uh, watch the show, I thank you. Blake, thanks you. And, uh, yeah. We will, uh, Hit the ball, Machado. <laughs> we'll see you next time. I've got something for you.